0: Welcome to What the 50 podcast with Hazel Englander. I'm a classic vogue model based here in London, and this is the Antidote to Ageing podcast. Dispelling the myths and sharing the tips of 50 plus women in and out of the industry. I'm here to showcase all that's positive and youthful about being a 50 plus woman, and everything we have to offer in both the workplace and the university of life. Each week I interview industry professionals in everything from what the fashion to today's subject what the finances and on that notice with great pleasure I introduce my guest today Gail Gani. Hello Gail. Hi
1: Hazel. Hi, Hi.
0: Hazel. Hi. Hi. Gail is an entrepreneur, a venture capitalist, business investor and single mother to four grown-up kids. Gail achieved all this whilst juggling domestic and working life. Gail had already achieved a civil engineering degree and a master of science in internet programming. But it was whilst acting as a governor at her children's independent school, Halebury, that her real passion began, helping to develop Halebury Almaty and Halebury Astana in Kazakhstan. Gail, welcome to the show. Thanks, Hazel. Lovely to be
1: here. How did you make the transition from engineer to venture capitalist? Um, Well, it does sound like quite a transition. I think, with like most people. you start out at 21, bright-eyed and bushy-tailed, and you're not quite sure where the career is going to go. We're all excited and we're all confident that we're going to do something. Um, I started out very traditionally, went to university, studied engineering, got a job with a big engineering company, and um, I think it's a combination of personal circumstances and uh, experience along the way that made me get off the treadmill, if you like, of uh, the corporate environment and into the world of entrepreneurship.
0: So would you say that when you refer to experience, I mean, this is very much what we're about uh, at our age or even 40 plus, really, it's about the experience, isn't it? It's about having the confidence. Would you say that came with age?
1: No question. I mean, yeah, I mean, I don't think, I don't think anyone ever gets there in the end. Uh, we, 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 it's a constant journey. Um, I think both, uh, personally and professionally I think we when we're younger we look at someone who's 40 say and say wow they've got it all together they yes they've uh, got their jobs they've got their families and when they're 50 they've got it all together I think when we get to these ages we realize actually no one's got it all together <laughs> no one's ever we're got, got all it all together try. <laughs> exactly. so it's confidence try really. going, very hard. yeah yes um
0: you do have a wide, diverse range of interests, though, don't you? Because coming from such a sort of engineering, uh, academic background, and then at the moment you're you're launching this new beauty product, what would you say for you as, as a person is the common denominator that brought each of these very diverse subjects to your attention over your life?
1: Hmm. It's a good question. Um, I would say that the common denominator is business and I know that might sound obvious um but in my mind you don't have to know a huge amount of about any particular business you need to in my position need to know the fundamentals of business I'm not creating products I'm not the creative founder of any of these businesses what I'm doing is backing people um, and offering Experience in areas where the founder, who is the expert in whatever it might be, education, beauty, whatever the sector is, um I'm there to support the structure around their innovative idea and their creativity. So um, the fundamentals are the same in any business. You have to make sure it's sufficiently funded, you have to make sure it's properly structured. you have to make sure you've got the right management team in. These are fundamentals. it doesn't matter what the um, the product is. So
0: this is almost like a formula that you've instinctively got and developed uh, as a as a venture capitalist as as an investor that yes, you can you, apply yeah. whatever the subject in other words
1: exactly um, it it really is um, it's almost like an algorithm um, right it fundamentally it fundamentally it's about the people if you if you have a person come to you with a fantastic idea. Um, but they aren't willing to listen to experience or to take on board certain structures within the business you can be almost guaranteed that business won't work if you get somebody who comes to you with a mediocre idea but they're willing to take the experience and and go with the structure and um and have the right management team you can be almost certain that business will work that's brilliant it really is that simple
0: some people can be in their own worst enemy in other words. So it's, it's a bit like modeling in the sense that it's about tenacity, self belief, confidence, and being open minded to your agent saying that you should wear this one day, you should cut your hair or you should do it a different way. Taking on board advice really, isn't it?
1: Exactly. And I think that really in every, every step of life, it's the same thing. If you're willing to have a bit of humility and listen to advice, that can take you a long way.
0: Brilliant. Um, looking back at your engineering degree um as a 50 plus woman you must have really been i mean you're probably in a man's world now dare i say without sounding sexist but i'm sure back then doing an engineering degree i mean were you one of a few women on the
1: course or was it mixed, yes i or? was i d- I don't really know why I chose engineering to be honest <laughs> I think you're obviously very clever if and, money <laughs> if I'm terribly honest I think I was probably going to a university where my boyfriend at the time was going but oh. um going back seriously um yes I, uh, there were two women on a, uh, out of 70 people on my in my year um yes I was the first female graduate to be hired into Ovarup which is um, a huge engineering firm. So. Um, Yes, it kind of was a man's world, and i sus- i I suspect it's changed a little bit. There's certainly more opportunity for um whether you're male or female um, to pursue the direction you want to pursue. Um, there's no obvious ceilings or barriers to entry um, but i I suspect that most people will say there are some more subtle subtle obstacles in in environments still
0: Yes, so do you think it's different for our kids Have things changed or not really?
1: Yes, definitely they've they've definitely changed. Um but as I say, there I, I I suspect that and I can only speak as a woman, so I won't try and speak from a male perspective, but um you know, we're in a Me Too environment. Yeah. So we're we're very aware that yes, there are still issues in the workplace. Um some sectors will will be more prone to having those issues than others. Um but I do believe they still exist. Um some are terrible and completely unacceptable, obviously, we know about some cases. Um, others are just some clumsy men who get it wrong. And I think yeah. the best way to address those is just by doing a damn good job. Um, I, um, I, I really believe actions speak louder than words. So do a really good job and you, know, you, you prove people wrong.
0: So what you said originally really was that it, that it does still exist, but it's more sort of subtle perhaps because of pc and everything else so it's still there but not as much but if it does exist it's kind of well hidden or enough to make you know but not they can't be as overt about it can they
1: i think so i mean hazel you you come from an industry where it's quite defined in terms of you must have come across um some um you know sexism i guess um yeah, I think if you talk to any woman, any woman, really of any age, they will give you an example of how they've experienced something like this. Um, but it doesn't have to be, be defining. That's, I guess that's my message. You know, there are some examples that are, are terrible. I'm not making any excuses for those. But, you know, my advice to young women would be don't let it define you. Don't rise to it. Just at you you your head level you
0: do you think in a way it's made you who you are being, you know, having to deal with being, I'm not saying deal with sexism on a daily basis. I'm just saying being such a, a low statistic within a man's world, such a, a sort of, you know, a woman in a man's world then, and all that you've, you've gone through to, to be where you are now. Do you think that that's been, I mean, it's more of a challenge than perhaps in more well-balanced gender industries.
1: Yeah, do you know, yeah. it makes you resilient. It makes you resilient and and, you know if you've got the personality that maybe i have it's like well i'm gonna do this whatever so right. you know it, it probably makes makes you power through um and, and just keeps your head level certainly keeps your head level
0: <laughs> okay um and you sit on quite a few boards don't you i don't know whether it's hair or h-a-r-e uh botanica vida the skin oil can you tell me a little bit about these please h-a-r-e yeah
1: absolutely um the The boards are always um something to do with an interest i I don't just sort of sit randomly as a non exec on boards at the moment i'm i'm on just on i say just i'm on three boards one is the four boards I'm on two educational boards um in Kazakhstan which i'm sure we'll come back to here is my personal services company that's where I offer consultation to clients and to businesses um uh, depending on what it is thereafter um using my 30 years experience in business so that's 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 hair consultants um and botanica vida um botanica vida is a, is is a fantastic holistic uh product again as i said earlier i'm not a creator of any of uh, of these marvelous um products um but i will back and support and and help heavily somebody i believe in and and the, the founder of this particular um, she's already created a business which she sold um, I believe. okay we had a slight uh, internet
0: problem there as you know we're recording this during the coronavirus uh, epidemic and I think it's just such a surge of usage that um, we would we would dipping in and out but you were telling us Gail at that point about the Botanica Vida um, and everything about the skin oil and its properties and you'd explain that you weren't one of the creatives but you really believe in this product.
1: Yes I mean uh, that, that you were asking me about how I get involved in the boards well I will only get involved in, in projects that interest me and people who interest me. Um, Christy the founder of Botanica Vida is a very you know clever and determined lady she developed a whole range actually for space nk um, and sold that business and when she said she was developing this individual oil completely natural oil for the body um naturally i wanted to try it for myself um but when i looked at the business model i thought you know what this is um a fantastic um product um it can compete with I'm Not sure I can say the name, but you can say uh, what you like um, on here. <laughs> <laughs> um, well, bio oil is something that a lot of ladies have in their cabinets, and um, it is a synthetic oil, really, and this is a completely natural oil that has the same um, but not claims because it's clinically tested and so all of these uh, all of these um, pieces together, the product, Christy as an individual. Um, the fact that she's already created a business in the past and is willing to listen um, I not only wanted to back it financially myself but I wanted to sit on the board and help her guide the business so you know it's doing very very well now it's an early stage business but it's in a lot of outlets and and yeah it's something that keeps my interest going.
0: Brilliant Um, during these difficult times obviously with the share market everything's up in the air but rewinding to pre-coronavirus what advice would you give women about investment generally I mean just just the way to sort of help themselves feel more secure in the future anything is it all about risk taking to get that security ironically
1: gosh you know what I think it's very much down to the individual um are you talking about investing money or are you talking about uh, making ch- changes in 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 what you want to do as a a business for yourself
0: that's a very good point because i think one of the things one of the reasons i started this podcast is i think at at 50 which you know is very recent for both of us um we do get this newfound confidence and freedom and everything positive about it in a sense that you've but i'm a bit more gung-ho these days i'm a bit more um confident about doing things i might have a go at things that perhaps you know I used to sort of procrastinate about Um, so really on both levels there's no safe option for anyone investing Mm. money especially not now but yes reinventing themselves at 50 what do you think of that?
1: Yeah I mean I I I think just don't be afraid you're absolutely right Hazel when you turn 50 everything that used to be so important seems to be less important (laughs) you know we're not so worried about what our friends think we're not so worried about dressing exactly right every day you know tracksuits fine occasionally um we're not you know it's lovely actually it gives a a great sense of freedom um i would never give anyone advice on investing it's such a personal thing and obviously it's such a sensitive thing what i would say is there are plenty of people who have some great knowledge on investing money and definitely don't take any risks in an area that you're unsure of um i would my advice would be get good advice um True. <laughs> if that makes sense from someone who knows their stuff um you know the
0: calculated you, risk
1: yeah exactly i mean that's certainly how i live my life i i wouldn't just take punts on things i if i was to go into the stock market for example which i don't actually but if i was to I would only do it if I went to somebody who I believed had a great knowledge of the stock market and could guide me right. I wouldn't have a go myself.
0: So in a way you're saying this is part of your character to always do your research and homework. So that kind of fits in with your success. That That is a great tip for our listeners. So thank yeah. you. You're saying do your homework, do your research, don't be too gung-ho. But uh, there's that no... Would
1: be, that's, how, that's how I operate, absolutely, yes.
0: Brilliant. Um, You fly to Kazakhstan on a regular basis, Gail. Tell me about the school development project over there and what exactly it is.
1: Well, this is exciting for me because uh, my children went to a school called Halebury here, which is a successful UK um, boarding stroke day school, very close to where I live. Um, I was 15 years as a parent there. So when my last child was leaving in 2016, the school asked me to be a governor. Um, which I was delighted to do. It's a voluntary um, position, and you know quite frankly, it was quite hard to leave the school after fifteen years, so I stayed on. Um, and it was during my um, tenure, if you like, as a governor there, that I became involved in in the two schools that Halebury had sort of franchised, if you like, in Kazakhstan. And um, both these schools are built by very generous shareholders, and they're both philanthropic enterprises. so, any any fees, any money goes straight back into the school. There's no dividends, no profit, which is quite unusual actually for an international school, very unusual. Um anyway, to cut a long story short, I became involved, got to know the people, really um admired the whole teams out there, and I was invited to sit on the boards out there, which I did. Um and now actually I uh, have taken it a step further and I consult with them to help them develop their schools further and and hope to be in this position for several years. I mean, they're young schools, um, 10 years and eight years old, uh, respectively, uh, Almaty and Astana. Um, So they've got a long way to go and they're doing a fantastic job in Kazakhstan. So how would you advise
0: anybody with a small business idea to approach you? How would you how would you advise anyone, whether it's Botanica Vida or a school or whatever it is? How would you suggest they actually approached you?
1: Me, um, I for for younger people, I I do do some mentoring, if you like. I mean, many of many people I meet in business have asked me, not many, but a few actually have asked me to talk to their children. Their children being in their twenties and 30, early 30s, early thirties. And I'm always delighted to do that. I do believe in karma and what goes around comes around. I have a 30 year old son who lives in Australia and I, I hope that there are some kind experienced people out there who would take him under their wing and advise him and steer him in the right direction if he asked for it. And I believe, you know, it, or not I believe, I, I, I like to, I want to do the same for um, young adults starting out here. So, I will often have meetings um, uh, with people just if they want to test the water or get some advice I'm always very very happy to spare the time whether it's a phone call well nowadays it'll be a phone call because of social distancing Um, but always happy to have a coffee in the past um, with young people if they want to discuss anything.
0: And Gail, um, my listeners can't see you but Gail is is you ooze confidence, you, you look fantastic, you look 10 years younger than you are, fantastic skin. Have you any tips on, on your routine to staying at the top? Because I presume it's not just about what you look like, you have to walk into a boardroom, um, sometimes you might have a tricky meeting. What, what are your tips to managing everything from your, your confidence to your physical appearance? Because they all tie in together.
1: You're very kind, Hazel. Um, I am a great proponent of um, staying busy. And when I say staying busy, I don't just mean working all the time. I mean staying busy, whether it's pottering around in the garden or uh, doing a bit of sport or um, socialising. Whatever it is, it's sort of non-stop from the minute you wake up to the minute you go to bed. That's kind of how I live my life. I do um, love exercise. Um, exercise to me is, uh, what keeps my mind healthy. If my mind's healthy, then, um, you know, I, I, I'm just much more efficient as a person. So, um, I, I have a fairly minimal, um, beauty routine, which is just make sure I wash my face and moisturize before I go to bed. Um, but I, I won't go to bed without doing that. And um and I do go to bed very early. Now that's not really being disciplined, that's just who I am, because I tend to wake up with the larks. So um yeah, I think um you know, being active, being busy, um, staying grounded.
0: Right. So and I presume you use the botanica Vida.
1: Of course. <laughs> um yeah, no, absolutely. I um, yeah of course look we're women we want every tip in the book to look a bit better and you know yes we do want to look a bit younger and all the rest of it um yeah the oil's fantastic there's no question i use it literally slather it on all over my body every day um and that's a great one um and you know nutrition obviously is it, so many people are so uh, much more intelligent about their nutrition nowadays um which is great um but really healthy healthy body healthy mind um they go hand in hand
0: brilliant so gail i was just asking you about a few um beauty tips there but to be fair to you 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 look fantastic and you're now saying that you don't really do much at all it's very simple um so good genes no doubt but surely you must keep fit even if it's just for mental strength it's not all about how we look is it if you're going into a boardroom you know you must exercise or keep your mind in good working order through exercise yes
1: yeah i I think that's that's the key hazel i mean i am like of course i'm like every woman we do our best to be the best we can in terms of um uh, our our routines but exercise is hugely important to me it just um not not so much uh, well as importantly as feeling good physically, it really helps me mentally. So, um, my routine, if you like, is I have a border colleague who is very active and, um, I do a, a, a long walk with him every morning, sort of 7k every morning. So that, that's a great, not just exercise, but actually mentally that's great. It's a great time for reflection and quiet time, but also catch up on phone calls, catch up on with family, catch up with business in a different time zone. Um, so that's, that's great for me mentally. Um, love tennis. So I try to play as much as I can. Um, and again, that's just so stimulating in terms of, uh, making me feel good. If you feel good, um, I think you look good because you know, it's, you're projecting that you're projecting it, um, with confidence, with, um, uh, relaxation and, Anyway, that's my mantra. I completely agree, actually.
0: I think that, you know, when I was starting out modeling, the pressure was to be slim and I exercised for that. And then I just got into a, a healthy lifestyle that fortunately then just carried on um, and no longer was an effort because you I switched my diet to, to a diet and lifestyle for health and, and for how I look that's just continued. But I do think now I exercise or we exercise as women or men, whatever, for our mental health as much as anything.
1: Yeah, I totally, I really do agree. And and this is fairly close to my heart because there's a lot of research that goes into, I mean, dementia is a terrible, terrible problem in our society. And it's very close to home because very sadly, I'm watching my mother deteriorate with dementia. And the more you read about it, um, nutrition, and exercise are key, absolutely key. And I, I won't quote stats because I don't know them, but I've seen some huge numbers, sort of 30%, 40% less chance of, of, oh, of really? this terrible disease. If you, yes, if you um, exercise, if you just have 30 minutes of walking three times a week, this, these sorts of things. And when I think about my poor old mum, she didn't exercise very much. She didn't walk very much. Her nutrition probably wasn't great. Different generation and um she's certainly paying the price now and you know if if a little a great diet and exercise can help to address this then i don't need any more convincing yeah. um, plus it makes you feel good
0: i guess the point i'm i'm trying to make is you you're our finances uh, woman or what the finances but the exercise, you know, that one might consider models do as vanity. It's actually not, it's about, it's every profession. It's every, everybody across the board, across everything. We need to stay mentally fit, don't we? And exercise has a huge impact on that.
1: We do. And, um, I've, I've read, you know, in, awe some of, some of these really fantastic women and men, but we're talking about women here, um, CEOs of big corporates, and all of them will say, all of them have the same story. They get up at five thirty. They, you know, they're super women, really. Um, my point is we don't all have to be super women, but there is a common thread here. There's a Absolutely. common thread that, yeah, you, that it's exercise. It's motivation. It's it's being busy. It's being interested, and and that's what keeps us all going. And that's what uh, you know will keep us you know forever young, if you like it's mentally.
0: Really. So so your advice really would be the same as mine that confidence and um, success, whether it's as a model or or an entrepreneur, comes from feeling fit and mentally well and keeping on top of things mentally and yeah. physically not just the the aesthetics
1: yes being the best you can be on every level
0: definitely the best
1: you can be on every level yeah
0: okay so going back to to your working life um what would you say are the advantages and disadvantages of being self-employed
1: good question i mean the Obvious disadvantages, <laughs> we'll start with that, shall we? <laughs> the obvious disadvantages are insecurity, if you like, and risk. I mean, those, the, the, this, the advantages to me outweigh those massively. Um, it's uh, flexibility in terms of your time. Um, it's flexibility in terms of your income potential. Um, there's no ceiling, essentially. Um, you're not on a fixed wage, you you do have the potential to make good lump sums, which as a capital um, accumulation is really important. Um, and of course, it gives you the luxury of time flexibility, where you can allocate your time to the things that are the most important to you, which for me is my family. Um, so for me, being self-employed was absolutely essential, while my children were very little, because it allowed me to be the mother I wanted to be which was to take them to school and um, to pick them up from school to be there to do their homework to go to the assemblies I needed to go to to watch the sport now if I had a regular job I couldn't have done any of those probably would have had to have um, had enlist some help for that and also I had an income ceiling so for me the advantages albeit with risk outweighed the disadvantages
0: Yes, yeah. so really, it's about discipline and structuring your day, which applies to everyone, in whether they work or don't work or whatever their industry.
1: It's discipline. Absolutely, yeah. And 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 what are your priorities? You know, what are what 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 are one's priorities? For me, my priority was being a mother, uh, and secondly was um, fulfilling that, <laughs> sustaining it with income. Um, but but those were my priorities, so I fit the work. My whole work life has been fitted in around the priority of being a hands-on mother while my children were very young.
0: But you also have to love what you're doing, don't you? It's not just an instrumental attitude to to pay the bills for your kids and be at the school gates. It's also finding something that you enjoy. I presume you enjoy your your businesses.
1: Yeah, totally, of course. I mean it kind of goes without saying, um, I've been, you know, very fortunate to you know, everything I've done hasn't succeeded. Many things haven't, um, but I've been very fortunate to enjoy everything along the way and to um, absorb the losses, if you like, along the way by um, moving on to the next thing, which potentially has uh, has has uh, been a success.
0: I think that's a very good point that you just uh, raised, actually, because if you look at all the most successful people in the world, the Richard Bransons, the uh, Simon Cowles, they all went bust at one point, or they made some lousy deals. So, in a way, it's about tenacity. It's about self-belief, isn't it? Because we can all mess up, we can all go wrong. It's about dusting yourself down, picking yourself up again, I presume.
1: Yeah, I mean, you're absolutely spot on because I've not always said this. I've said this to my children as they've grown up. Um, We will all have failures. You know, Some will be bigger than others, but we will all have failures through our life. It's not about um, whether you fail, because you will, on various levels, you will. It's about how you deal with it. Yeah. Um, it's so easy to say just as a bland sort of throwaway line, but it really, really is important. It also shows, shows to me who people are um, when they're um, at their lowest. That's when the, the true personality of people come out, you know, the true colours, if you like. The survival um, instinct kicks in yeah and you're absolutely right um i mean i've been close to losing my family home here two or three times over the last 15 years but you know it's so important to me not to do that i didn't <laughs> um and i don't say that lightly you know we've had the recession of 2008 um we've also had uh enterprises that i've been involved in that didn't go the way i wanted them to um But yeah, that's when you dig deep and you make it work.
0: Do you think part of your success is is the failures?
1: No question. I think if you ask anybody that, um, I think that if if people have the humility to admit it, yes, absolutely, that's what people will say. Without adversity, I don't think people grow.
0: No. And it's it's an unrealistic expectation, isn't it, to uh, succeed at absolutely everything. Lightening things up a little bit Gail what is the best advice you've ever been given in your life? Could be working, could be personal, could be anything.
1: Oh that's a huge question isn't it? Um, I'm struggling to you know to think of some specific pieces. No no that's absolutely fine. Um, Best advice, I don't know if this is advice but somehow it's evolved into being my personal mantra and I've always felt this from a young age is be true to yourself. So I suppose that's kind of going with instinct. If it if it feels right and it feels good, go with it. If it doesn't don't um be true to yourself.
0: And if your instinct was telling you that 2 and 2 made 4 and everyone in the boardroom was saying no sorry Gail it makes 5, who would you listen to?
1: I would listen to myself and I'm not sure even now if I'd have the confidence <laughs> to argue that publicly but i would still listen to myself and right yeah and 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 it 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 has proved to be correct i'm not saying i've got everything right i absolutely haven't but when your instinct shouts at you
0: can't ignore it.
1: it 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 usually is right
0: i think that's brilliant advice actually especially for an entrepreneur from an entrepreneur and what is the worst advice that you've ever been given
1: Worst advice? Um, I'd, I'd like to think um, I wouldn't look at any advice as bad advice. Okay. Um, I think it's about how you take advice. So I think advice from anyone is good because it comes from a place of experience or um, knowledge. Um, if it's not necessarily what you feel you'd go with, then you can park it in a little box to the left, maybe, and choose not to go with it. But um, I don't think I've ever been given bad advice not that I can think of um I may have chosen not to take advice at times.
0: Brilliant so it's always good I think to listen to other people because it just gives you a perspective even if you don't agree with them.
1: Absolutely well well phrased Hazel. (laughs) (laughs)
0: Um and with that in mind what advice do you wish you could tell your younger self or if you could meet yourself now standing in this room your you know 20 your post-university um self comes along and meets meets herself what would you say what would your advice be
1: well um okay so that's a good one um I think going back to my mantra of being true to yourself I think the advice I wish someone had told me earlier is don't try to, don't try to um, let people think you know it all because you never do not at any age. Um, So I think my advice would be, don't be afraid to ask. Um, If you need help or advice, don't be afraid to ask. Don't try and muddle through on your own. Um, The most attractive trait in somebody I believe is vulnerability. Oh, wow. And it really is you know humility vulnerability I think that's a very attractive trait and if you really don't know something say it I'm sorry I really don't know the answer to that can you help me it's and I think that would be my advice
0: my, my dad always told me at school you know if you don't understand something put your hand up don't worry about what you look like don't you know and I always used to ask loads of questions and it's it's absolutely true of our later lives isn't it yes don't worry yes, but, about but,
1: but, looking silly just get the knowledge get the yeah. Answers. And and we do tend to worry less as we get older. It's tough in school. Of course it is with the peer pressure, etc. But that would be my advice to a younger person. Don't be afraid to ask. Don't be afraid to put your hand up, as you say. So finally, Gail, as
0: is tradition at the end of all my interviews, I ask you for some of your own tried and tested tips. Now, I think we've probably covered quite a few of them, but is there anything you could in part to our listeners, I mean, they're all just women out there, working women, non-working women, women of a certain age, women uh, who are inspired to maybe reinvent themselves, have a go at things. What would, your,
1: what would you say to our global network of women,
0: if you could? I
1: would, you know what, that's not such a difficult one for me. Um, I would say to any woman out there, find your driver what is it that drives you what is it what is your absolute driver for me um it's my family
0: oh, wow. it's my
1: four children i haven't i haven't um I haven't talked to you know on this podcast it's not relevant but about our own history but my four children who i've been on my own with for the last 20 years pretty much um they're everything to me now Everything that I do has been to drive uh, the security for us, um, the time for us to spend together. You know, now that they're older, um, my son who's 30 lives in Australia, my daughter who's 28 lives in New York and my other two live in London. Um, But we speak every day, all of us, not all of us every day, but all of us somewhere every day. Um, and I've worked out in the last eight years since we've been spread out we haven't gone more than eight months on average without all of us being together that's my driver so what do I have to do to achieve that I have to earn money <laughs> um, I have to have the flexibility and luxury of time um, and those are the so those are secondary things but they help me to achieve what I want to achieve which is to be with my family my four children I believe are amazing. They keep me busy. They keep me grounded, um, and they keep me humble.
0: Right. So, well, I can't resist. Um, now we've scratched the surface a little bit. I can't resist asking you for the history of the four kids and the background that's made you who you are today. Uh,
1: um, I I feel like I was slightly unfortunate um, uh, with um, with with my marriage. Um, slightly unfortunate. There were mental health issues. Um, but the bottom line is, I I ended up with both the responsibility, but also the luxury and the joy of raising these great kids. <laughs> They'd laugh between twenty one and thirty now, but these kids um, who were absolute credit to me. Um, and without sounding corny, success to me is um, health, good health for everyone. It, that you good relationships and the luxury of time to enjoy both of those
0: absolutely well on that note gail uh we're going to leave it there you've been a fantastic guest we've learned a lot from you we've learned from both sides of uh, the, the working side the investment side and the woman herself so thank you so much it's been a complete pleasure
1: oh it's been lovely talking to you hazel thank you for having me
0: thank you gail bye bye